All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With your hosts, Terry, Nasty, Sotomayor, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is two-way power forward for the Philadelphia Flyers, Hollywood, Kevin Hayes. Time to face off. All right, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What is happening, Nast? What's up, Riggs? Just uh, got finished with another men's league game, brand new season. I know you know about the championship last week, but uh, starting off 1-0, big overtime win tonight. But more importantly, what a week, man. Hockey's back. It's Hockey's awesome. back. It's been exciting to see. And the Flyers are, you know. Two and O and sitting at number three in the league. I know it's early, but it's exciting. Exciting to watch them play. Young energy and um, a lot of positives coming out of those two games, especially against the Pens. Yeah, it's nice to you got your rivals coming in here and and uh I mean God, the guys played great. I know a little hiccup in the second period, maybe the other day, letting them back into the game. Um but it happens. It, uh, it, it happens to everyone. People always say, Oh, you know, how do they do that? I'm like, you get up three, nothing, you know, Riles, you play oh, yeah. like get a little loose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get a little loose, let them back in and then you put, put the foot on the gas and, and uh, 
what a start by the boys, you know, like starting two and oh, that's, you know, a lot of teams don't flyers have done it. I think now two years in a row, I think it was a stat like that. I, I saw, um, I know last year we did. And then this year it's a, it's a great start, man. It's, it's, uh, it's fun to watch them play like the depth. Oh, this man. team. I know we talked about it, all four lines. I mean, it's dangerous. They're just a dangerous team. Yeah, teams are going to have a hard time defending against their offense throughout the year. I mean, they got so many layers of scoring, and the young guys are proving to be go-to guys, you know, and uh, the depth of the forwards is insane. You know, when you got these young guys coming in that hadn't played last year and really contributing offensively, and then obviously guys that were here last year um, are, are picking up uh, where they left off. I mean, TK is on fire. Um, you know, obviously a guy like Joel Farabee's putting up some numbers, Lindblom, I mean, a lot of these guys, have, I mean, I think of all the forwards have put up at least one point in two games. So, I mean, that's uh, showing, you know, that really broad, consistent uh, office, offensive punch. So it's nice to see. Uh, and then you got the goaltending, obviously, and, and, yeah. and the defense core. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a really nice team to watch. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see where this thing goes this year because I was optimistic going in and, and from what I've seen, I know it's two games. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but uh, it's uh, it's impressive. It really is. It, it's it's hard not to be excited though watching them. I mean, like you said, the, the depth and you know Beezer coming out with his four points. You know, you know, and 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 we talked about last week having Patty and Oscar back in your lineup full time. Now it's like two free agents, and and what happens? They both, you know, Oscar's got two goals, like you said. Patty's got a point a game. Um, it's just, it's awesome. It's fun to watch. Both power plays are just buzzing too, right. like snapping the puck around. Um, I, I thought that was fun. I mean, it's almost like they're going to score every time. You don't want to jinx them. You know, obviously you're not going to, you're never going to score every time, but it, it's fun watching their power plays. I mean, uh, Gustafson, obviously new, new guy coming in, throwing it just an easy, simple play, throwing it to the net. Like, uh. you know, coaches always tell you, get it to the net and guys are there banging them in tips, everything. So like you said, it's, it's, you don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but Hey man, you start two and oh, you start two and oh, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's a streak. <laughs> yeah. Right. Question. Yeah. But they're buzzing though. They got a good energy, some good chemistry. It's very visible. Um, um, but, um, you know, I, I see them to be a force to be reckoned with throughout the league. I mean, I, I don't see this just to be, um, you know, a, a two game, you know, surge, and then they're going to drop off. Like I, I feel like teams are going to really struggle playing the flyers, uh, all year. You know, they're just, uh, they're just, uh, you know, a perfectly, say a perfectly balanced team as it looks yeah. right now. <clears throat> so, um, lots to look forward to in the origin black for sure. Yeah, for sure. They, um, <clears throat> wanted to bring up, uh, our buddy, uh, Jake Voracek oh, as a player, <laughs> like, obviously I would have, I've never dealt with that. I've seen things happen, but, uh, it's it's hard not to get a chuckle out of it. We we if you know Jakey, he speaks his mind no matter what. Yep. He's gonna it could be the president of the <laughs> league, it could be a pigeon like me, an equipment guy. He's just gonna tell you what he thinks. But it was pretty comical. TK made it a little more comical with his with the look. I uh, I, I got a couple laughs out of it. But uh, what do you think as a player? Like it, it's probably frustrating when that happens. You know what? I don't know the backstory exactly of you know why Jake was you know was 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 put off by by, by the question, but obviously there was a, a storyline there where he 
felt like he was uh, done wrong. So like you said, like Jake, she's going to say, say what he feels. Um, and and you know, unfortunately um, if things like that do happen, you know, post game and, and within the media and, you know, there has to be this, this mutual respect, obviously, but if, if guys feel like they've been done uh, wrongly, then, then, you know, they, they hold this grudge, you know, and um, you know, I think you've seen it there, but I don't know the, the backstory to, uh, to, to, to what happened there, but uh, TK certainly, <laughs> I don't know how he pulled it together. You know, I, I said to you earlier, like he, it looked like he wanted to spit out his water, but he also wanted <laughs> to play it cool and, and, and act like this is just like normal. <laughs> this is like normal stuff yeah. happens, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a long year if you're going to, you know, hold a, you know, hold, hold a grudge and, and, and let it be like that. But um, you know, maybe he's just proving a point and trying to, Try to let him know that you know we need to, we need honest reporting if that's what it was and you know yeah that's all we expect anyways as well as players so right it was uh yeah. it was it was a it was it was a funny it was a funny thing to wake up to the next morning I didn't wake up till the next morning and I was just dying I mean you sent it to me and I was I was in tears because <laughs> you know he, he he first didn't want to answer it then he answers it then he tells him why he didn't answer it and it was just like it was just so it's it so Jake it was like a perfectly yeah so Jake it was exactly right oh man um couple things obviously lots of games it's so exciting we you got hockey every day which is awesome uh Connor McDavid's goals the other night oh my god he's insane I mean everybody knows it but yeah. McJesus he's a freak but, of nature in, in the hockey wow. in the hockey sport yeah. It's yeah, I mean, insane. the goal where we were talking about that, I mean, they probably were all highlight goals. Usually yeah. most of his are, but yeah. the drop pass and he comes flying through the zone. I mean, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? And not a whole lot. You just hope <laughs> that he, you, you somehow move into his lane, you know? Yeah. I think that's just like, and just slow him down somehow. But, uh, you know, the, the forward, that, you know, that front line of forwards on the PK there were, were blown by there was no chance that they were doing anything and then the defenseman standing there you know flat-footed and there's not much yeah to do either i mean and the guy can cut in on a dime so i mean it's crazy it's, yeah it's, i was it's i was so much. i mean it's, it's insane it's so fun i yeah. know I, I i was telling you earlier like i feel so lucky to have been on the bench for so many games but being able to see him the last few years was i mean you, you watch him on tv and people are like oh my god when you're there i mean and you see him doing it, it, it's, it's, it's almost unbelievable the speed he's moving at and the plays he makes. I would be afraid to go that fast. I mean, I'm pretty close. <laughs> I'm pretty, oh my but God. I would be afraid to go that fast. Seriously. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just a d- different dimension of speed. I mean, all NHL players are, are sure. fast, right? But it's right. another gear. It's like a, it's a different league of speed and, and he has the ability of slowing down and then accelerating extremely fast you know that change yeah. change up of speed is insane so yeah man fun to watch you know fun to watch no question so um I'm, i expect to be you know following him the rest of the season and yeah. seeing the highlight reels that pop up uh probably every other night i'm sure so all right Riggs, let's uh let's get into our interview with kevin hayes mr hollywood and it is brought to you by DraftKings. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action, and there's no better place to get in on all of this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? 
To celebrate this year's football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash in $100. While we are all excited for football, let's not forget the 2021 hockey season is in full swing now. So head over to the app, check out all of DraftKings' daily odd boost to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. That's code KNUCKLES for new players to get a shot at $100 on any football action this weekend. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-W-I-T-H-I-T. That's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome back to Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. I'm Derek Settlemeyer. Thanks for joining us. Today we have an unbelievable guest, uh, just an absolute great guy. I like to call him Hollywood, <laughs> Kevin Hayes. Thanks for so, coming, yeah, bro. Of course. Uh, I didn't have the nickname Hollywood for about six years of my life until I met Nasty. <laughs> uh, I thought it was in the back burner, but I show up to Philly and all of a sudden Hollywood's back and it's officially been my name in, in, uh, in Philadelphia. So thank you. Oh, yeah, man. Not, Not a bad it. name. I just like saying it. Yeah, right? it's <laughs> great I just name. like saying uh, it. Every time I see Hollywood, yeah. he's like, yeah. God, man. So it originated when I was like way younger. Um, you know, when you're younger playing in all these tournaments, my dad had me playing for like six, seven teams. Um, literally 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, 2, 4, eat sometimes. And <laughs> and uh, I always I played for the St. Ridge Devils, and it was all this red gear, like red helmet, red gloves, red uh, pants. And so every team, no matter the colors, I kept my gear, so it just would look horrible. <laughs> and I wore number 99. Oh. And and uh, I remember I walked into the locker room with uh, this guy, Mark Adams, was our coach. And I'm like, you guys don't mind if you call me Hollywood, right? And I was like eight years old. And literally from like eight to wow. eight awesome. to fifteen, my nickname around like Boston and all those teams was Hollywood. And then I it, it wasn't Hollywood anymore because I started to stink at hockey. Yeah. <laughs> and but Nasty knows someone that works in the league that I knew when I was younger when that was my nickname, and he works for the Devils. And he must have told you, right? Frosty. Yeah, yeah, my to, man. Yeah, he told you that was my nickname. So I played five years in New York nickname hazy or whatever <laughs> and i show up to philly he starts calling me hollywood i haven't even met him before and i'm like oh no how way. the hell does this guy <laughs> know that my nickname when i was younger is hollywood i was and, thinking it was coming from the rangers and and literally i i show up and it's on my all my gear like all my no way, like gitch and stuff i had and, a great picture uh, you your yeah, hat yeah, he's doing an interview and everyone's and it's from behind and you see on his thing it says hollywood yeah it's pretty cool so thing. So it, it worked out, and then I started scoring goals at, at uh, home games and on the Jumbo John. It just says, welcome to Hollywood. And my <laughs> no, face is that's like, so yeah. cool. awesome. That's uh, so cool. Um, you talk about you being a kid and everything. So growing up, uh, playing, obviously, hockey there, and you have some family that's uh, – uh, a lot of hockey, yeah. you know, involved there. Yeah. You want to talk about Fitzy and yeah. So my two cousins are uh, Keith Kachuk and Tommy Fitzgerald, and and uh, they have kids that are a little younger than me and my brother. But it's it's been hockey our whole entire life. Like 
growing up everyone's like oh you're a big bruins fan i'm like not really i love jumbo thornton and stuff but but like we weren't really the biggest bruins fans because every time that the blues or the coyotes or whatever team fits he was on he played for a bunch of teams came into town my dad would take whatever class i was in our whole hockey team and we would miss school and just go watch this team practice whether it was at like bu or northeastern and we'd all be sitting down there with the books for everyone to sign these guys it was unbelievable but these guys probably saw me for like if keith was on a team for more than five six years the guys were probably like all right this kid how many (laughs) autographs can this fucking kid get like like, (laughs) holy shit but but i was a cool kid in class my dad would always get the bus and bring us to practice and stuff so yeah like we grew up just adoring kachuk and fitzgerald my whole life i wanted to be just like them and and um it's fun now because now me and my brother were in the nhl and their kids are in the nhl ahl really good players and uh we would always keith has a cape house and we have a cape house as well so every year like we would just go down to keith's house and have a wiffle ball tournament and like (laughs) thinking back then like there was eight to nine nhl players in that playing in that wiffle ball tournament yeah yeah have come through the crazy come through the times and all playing the nhl now so it, it's it's really cool it's it's uh it's fun to kind of we, we won't play him this year but to see matthew and brady and kind of no one really realizes that we're cousins and stuff but but it's uh it's really cool to know that these are the kids when i was younger they looked up to me and my brother thinking that we were awesome because we were first round draft picks second round draft picks playing for bc and keith's kids wouldn't even listen to keith because he was a fourth liner in the yeah that's, that's <laughs> just, that's so funny he's right? a hall of famer and right and he's asking us Hey, tell Matthew this. Tell Brady this. I'm like, dude, you were a Hall of Fame <laughs> player. Like, but at that time, it, that's how kids work. Whatever you see in front of you on TV is who you listen to, and yeah, it's just really cool to kind of. I remember when I was leaving college, deciding where I wanted to play. I called Keith and Tommy, and hey, what do you guys think? And and Matthew and Brady had an easier row, but but um, but yeah, it's just a really cool whole situation in the family. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it's awesome. I had. Uh... Fitzy in Florida. My very first year was ninety three, ninety four of the the inaugural year with the with the Panthers. He was the captain, right? Um, he was one of them. One he was one, yeah. Okay. Brian Scrooge was the captain. Yeah. Um, but I just always laughed at Fitzy, and we used to kind of make fun of him. Like he was kind of cheap, you know. But I mean, yeah. this is back. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about that because it's my first year in hockey. Yeah, you guys right. would be like, oh, he's cheap, or this guy's, cheap. you know, whatever the yeah. chirps you get. And I didn't understand him yet, but I loved him. I thought he was funny, and I loved his accent. I just yeah. thought I had never really been around anyone from Boston or whatever. So, anyway, I meet Kachuk. He's like 19 that year, I think, somewhere around there, but he's a captain in Winnipeg. And uh, Opposite personalities. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his, actually, uh, I believe Walt's dad was there. It was either Tom's or, or Walt's. I think it was Walt's dad. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, a few years later, like I'm with the Flyers now, and Fitzy's uh, – Fitzy's playing, God, where else did he play? Nashville. Toronto, yeah. Boston. So he came in, and it's been like six years. So my old man, my dad, Sudsy was a head uh, equipment guy when I started in Florida. And he, no one had team shoes back then. So my dad was like, we got to get these team shoes. So he's like, he's ordering these shoes, and they come back, and they're awful. So are those <laughs> Reeboks that you might actually see people wear now. You know that you're yeah. like, those are old school, but these things were like, not even canvas. They were awful. I don't know. But guys are wearing them. A few years later, Fitzy still got them on. It's like seven yeah. years. I'm like, oh, that's what they mean by cheap. Like, yeah, you guys right. got these. Yeah. They were, they were and they now. were white, which is a terrible idea, you know, at the yeah. rink. And he still had them. They were like a, a light brown yeah, at this yeah, point. Right, but exactly. I, I always laughed at yeah. Fitzy. Now he's GM. He's yeah. doing awesome, man. It's, yeah. it's really cool to see. But it's it's 
interesting that your family you know you have so much uh, hockey and yeah. yeah. family there it's yeah. pretty cool weddings and family my brother got married a couple of years ago uh on cape cod and you know like you have the welcome party and we all think that we can have some fun our whole group of friends like oh no one's gonna out drink us we're more <laughs> fun than everyone else and thursday night comes around and it's like 2 a.m the bar is closed and we're kind of like oh what, what should we do we're like oh big day tomorrow we'll probably just Go to bed and get up early, play golf or whatever. All the Kachucks, all the Fitzies are still just ramping it up. They're <laughs> just getting like, going. <laughs> my buddies are like, what the hell is going on here? These guys are insane. That's you awesome. Know? That's a good time. Yeah. Being around pros like that your whole life, when did you realize like you, you were destined to play in the NHL? Yeah, um, probably later than most, actually. Uh, I didn't take hockey that serious growing up. I did when I was younger, when I was like really, really good because – when you're younger, that was when you're Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You show up to a rink and everyone's like, oh my God, that's that Hayes kid. And like, right. As a kid, that's the coolest feeling ever. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make it to the NHL. And I remember when I was in school, uh, one of my English teachers sent a note home to my parents and was like, you got to stop filling this kid's brain with like nonsense and telling him he's going to the NHL. He writes every single paper about going to the NHL. Like, you guys got to stop. He ain't going to the NHL. And it's funny. The because, teacher says, "Yeah, that. Oh, wow." And it's funny because she still like <laughs> sends me messages, being like, "I cannot believe where you are. Like, Come on, this is awesome. insane. Like, I'm so happy for you." Um, but then, like high school came around, and I like started to like decline a little bit. Like, couldn't really skate. Was probably a little bit overweight, and and uh, like I just wasn't as good anymore. And as a kid, that's tough to. I was so high up on everyone's right, list, and then right. all of a sudden, I'm not that good, and then. Uh, my junior year is the year I got drafted and I had a really good year and I went in the first round. I didn't think I was going to go in the first round and I did. But even then, I'm like, yeah, hockey's fun, but I'd rather chase broads and do all the other fun stuff. Like, yeah. I never got to go on spring break because my, my dad was always like, you're playing in this tournament. Right, yeah. Too bad. It's the in March. Yeah. And, um, and then I went to college. I was like the first round draft pick that went to school a year early i skipped my senior year of high school and just went right into college my brother was there i was playing with my brother and chris Kreider. so I'm like, this cool, is unbelievable yeah. like, I'm, a, I'm a freshman in college i'm playing with two guys that everyone's talking about going to the nhl had an okay freshman year uh sophomore and junior year might have did a little bit too much partying and, <laughs> and still like was kind of like oh i i don't know what else i would do in life if i didn't play hockey so like what like should I go to class more or do I really focus on being a hockey player? And then I had a really bad injury my junior year. And uh, the doctor was like, yeah, you are never going to play hockey ever again. Like this was your last game. And at the time I was all drugged up from surgery that I didn't know what he was saying. My dad was like, no, no, he, he needs to play hockey. Like, sorry. <laughs> so like from that moment on, I think it was kind of like a, an eye opening experience for me being like, all right, stop being an idiot off the ice focus more like if you really want to do something that you tell yourself every day that this is your ultimate job you got to kind of focus more so i i started doing all the right things that everyone talks about eating the right way training the right way making serious sacrifices to to be a good player and uh i came back my senior year and got to play with johnny gaudreau and we put on an absolute Amazing. show you had like 72 so, points or something yeah it was like crazy that. You had it was, it was insane so college, like, but right? even before then like yeah college you only played 30 games yeah it's, I mean, that's it's, insane it's wild and like i always wanted to go to the nhl because it's just an easy path i played hockey my whole entire life every kid wants to go to the nhl yeah but honestly i don't think until my senior year of college where i was like all right 
this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And, wow. and hopefully it works out. That's that's yeah. amazing, actually. Because yeah. I so read like, somewhere that you said like it was like the the worst best exactly. thing ever happened to yeah. you. Like I, I had four surgeries. Scary. Yeah. Four surgeries. Eh? Yeah. What and was like, the actual? It was a knee your... syndrome. Yeah. And like my knee blew up, and I couldn't, I couldn't uh, do surgery because it was so swollen. So they had to release it, and then they had to take all the fascia out of my leg. You're like the old Cam Neely. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, that's major. And then like. That was that happened on February 26th, and the next time I skated for the first time was my first senior year practice. And even my coach was like, "You can probably find an interview." He was like, "Just because Kevin's a good guy, we're gonna let him on the team. Like we don't think he's gonna help our team this year." And, and then all seventy-two of a sudden, points wow. later, <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. That's it was insane. a fun year though. Oh, uh, national championship. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that must yeah. have been yeah, it awesome. Was, it was awesome. We had a line. It was me, Gaudreau, and this kid Bill Arnold, and. We just we were like scoring at will. Yeah. Like before that, it was literally like my Hollywood ages. Like when when I would score six seven goals a game when I was younger. Yeah. That's what college felt like my senior year. Like we'd show up to the rink and all like the young kids would just be praying that they were on our team for practice because they oh, would just get yeah. exposed every day. Yeah. <laughs> so that was your drafter then? No, my drafter was in high school, but like I was drafted by the Hawks. But oh. even the Hawks, like they weren't happy with me. Like they were like, we took you in the first round and yeah. we're not progressing and. You scored one five-on-five five goal your sophomore year. Like, wow, what's okay. going on here? PP? So, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I was going to leave after my junior year just to, just to kind of get a change of scenery because right. sometimes that works for kids. Like, if a coach doesn't like you or you're not playing well, you go to a new team and all of a sudden you're just way better. And then that injury happened. I was going to leave after my junior year, go play in Rockford and figure it out from there. Injury happened, couldn't leave, came back senior year and became a free agent. Wow. Yeah. I worked out for it. Yeah. Wow. Worked out well. What was it like coming from New York and the rivalry against Philly? Yeah, it's, yeah. it then, was uh, suiting up. Yeah, on that side it was of it. Cool, yeah. we, saw, we always see exactly. the fire side. Yeah. But even like before that, like going from Boston to New York, like all my buddies were like, right. what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. you go to any yeah. team. They were like, why don't you go to the Bruins? I'm like, listen, you don't understand. Like, you go to a team where you think you're going to play. Right. Like, the AHL is a great league, but like, the main goal as a player is to spend as little time as possible in the AHL. Right. No one wants to. Yeah. Like, Slug on the yeah, jungle exactly. that long. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, we, I met my agent. We figured it out. We narrowed it down to a couple of teams and ultimately chose New York. And, and it worked out. I made the team. AV was my coach. And, and um, it worked out well. But playing the Flyers, it was always, I knew nothing about Philly besides the fans because it was always a primetime game. Saturday. Right. Saturday, yeah. yeah. One or yeah. two. Every mm-hmm. year. Yep. two or three times a year. So we would train in at like, I don't know, 5.30 the night before, go to dinner, go to bed, wake up, and then you have that weird like lunch or breakfast should I eat before the game, yeah. <laughs> 1 o'clock game, and then you're home in New York by 7 p.m. So like I knew absolutely nothing besides how crazy these fans were. Like They were the only fans that would be screaming and swearing at you coming out of the locker room, like oh, yeah. of the whole yeah. league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And so that's all I knew about Philly. And then uh, I remember I got traded here. Chuck Fletcher picked me up, kind of drove me around the city, and that's like the first time I actually got to know the city. And then I signed here like five days later. Yeah, uh, uh, it's fun. It's fun to hear like the other side from like because I know in Philly, like especially when I first got here, and even now, like that's a rivalry. Oh, yeah. You get jacked up for it, but it used to be ugly. Yeah, like it could get ugly. Um, that's so it's cool to hear. From in that my side five of it. years, I think we had one really, really ugly game. It was at MSG where there was like six or seven fights. Yeah, and, and it was funny. Like, um, rap the benches are right next to each other, and Raffle is sitting there. He's like, he's like, hey Hazy, uh, do you want to go next shift? And I'm like, 
<laughs> like I haven't fought in the league yet. The only guy that's ever challenged me is Ryan Getzoff. I can't fight. Oh, he can't find Getzoff. Yeah. <laughs> no, so no. I'm like, I look down and Raffle's best friends at Michael Grabner, the other Austrian oh, sure, guy yeah. in the league. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, Grabs, is, is Raff tough? And he's like, I wouldn't fight him. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. And there's like four fights going on right now. He's like, next shift. I'm like. Yeah, no thanks. Oh, that's classy. He's strong. He's strong at Ralph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's a moose. Yeah. Well, like Grabner's just ripped to shreds. Yeah, they probably jacked. work out together. Yeah. yeah. I want to check their waters. Well, that's what I always say yeah. to him. Like, you coming back in, you exactly. know, like, he needs a break at Christmas <laughs> to, to refuel. Yeah, yeah. You know, we always bust yeah. his chops about yeah. it. Um, so you're in New York. You're playing there. You get traded to Winnipeg. Sorry, Riggs. The peg. You go to the peg from the NYC, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. not saying anything bad about Winnipeg, bro. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's what a difference. God's no, country. it's – I mean, it's, it's that had tough. to be like, different. It's – I loved my time there. It was very short. Um, it couldn't be more opposite than New York City. Like, honestly, yeah. there couldn't be a place in the NHL that's more opposite. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, I remember I got it's traded like, there, and Nate Bull, you get traded there, too, but he came from Buffalo. He's like, oh, I love it. That's great. I'm like – what do you mean you love it? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, like, you can't part? walk like, for exactly. coffee or you can't. I mean, and, like, it's insane. I'm like, this is just, it's just freedom. so different. Yeah. Like, it's almost, I don't want to say rude because that just makes Winnipeg look worse than it is. But, like, it's rude to go send someone from New York City to Winnipeg. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's just like, it, it's just so different. You, you walk out of your front door and you're in Times Square or you're, doing something memorable every single day outside of the rink in New York yeah. City. And then you go to Winnipeg. I, I didn't leave my apartment. Yeah, you're shoveling yourself yeah, out of the exactly. <laughs> Yeah, in April. Yeah. But then, but that, so that's the social part of it. But the hockey part is incredible. Oh, yeah, right. Like They love their hockey. It's there. insane. Yeah. It's One of my coolest NHL moments happened my first shift in Winnipeg. I'm there. We're playing against the Wild. And I'm centering uh, Line A and Ehlers. And we're second line, so we're second shift up. And I hop over the boards, and uh, Minnie just dumped it in. So it's a full 10-guy change. And I step on the ice, and all of a sudden, the whole crowd stands up and starts clapping. And I'm like, this is, like, okay, what's going on? Like, I'm trying to look around. And I loop in. I get a puck pass to me, and then they start going wild. I'm like, holy shit, these people are standing up for me. Like, this oh, is this is awesome. insane. Like, that, that wouldn't happen at MSG. Like, MSG is a great building. It's yeah. Yeah. a six-story building in the world. But like, it's they live and die yeah, with the big Jets. Yeah, they hockey. feel so yeah. connected to their players. It's free, and then the playoffs. Yeah, the whiteout, oh, the whiteout is, is insane. Oh, that's insane. Cool, so my two of my favorite moments, two top like five moments in NHL, happened in Winnipeg. Wow, like it, it's a really cool. And then like I go, you know how they have the underground city there? Yeah, sure. So I go to Starbucks. I'm living in the Fairmont that hotel, mm-hmm. and I go to Starbucks and. Um, I'm sitting there just having a coffee by myself and some guys are like, are you Kevin Hayes? I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you mind if I sit down with you? I'm like, fuck me. Like, um, I'm like, yeah, my mom's coming soon. My mom's not in Winnipeg. But I'm like, yeah, she's on her way here. He's like, oh, I'll just sit here until she comes. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And he starts like dissecting our power play to me over coffee. I'm like, this is just a fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my God, these people live and die hockey. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, my mom needs my help. I got to go. So I leave. I stop in the convenience store. I've only been there for like four days now. And I stop in the convenience store to like pick up like toothpaste or something. And the guy in front of me is like, yeah, I went, not talking to me. He's literally just in front of me paying. He's like, I went to the Jets game last night. And the cashier is like, oh, yeah, we got that new kid, Hayes. 
they don't know I'm behind him. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, he doesn't skate well. Uh, he, he passes too much. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> this wouldn't ha- like, would happen in Winnipeg. Like, you know, there's, I mean, it wouldn't happen in New York. In New York like, no. Right. There's so many People other paying, things. Yeah, too exactly. many things that I paying attention. So, like, it was really cool to be there and, yeah. and to, like, have that Canadian market. No, for sure. I mean, they, they probably don't love me in Winnipeg because – I didn't really help the team that much. I got you played twenty games. How many games? Was I, I think I was there for like sixteen before the playoffs. Right, and then, but I mean, it was it was cool moments. Yeah, and it's yeah. cool there because they're like a tight knit group in that locker room. Yeah, because they don't have a lot else to do, especially when it's cold there. Oh yeah, we spend so much time together. But but yeah, it was it was definitely different than Philly and New York. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I, I remember obviously the day you came in. I, I met yeah. you over yeah. at the uh, center with with uh, Chuck and and. Um, couple other people and it's i think it's your personality anyway but like i felt like our, i knew you already yeah. like literally when i left there i'm like this guy's unbelievable and yeah. then in saying that like i just felt like right away when you when you joined a team you just it was like you'd been there yeah. it felt like to us you had been there yeah no like, i actually had that same question asked me they were like how is it being a new guy on the team like a month in and i was like honestly i was like a little nervous at the beginning but like four or five days in like the group that they have here in philly is it's unbelievable the yeah. core group that they have here and one of the hardest things about going to a new team and you sign such a long-term deal for a lot of money like guys are probably gonna be like oh this kid better be really good or you better be a good guy and the hardest thing is like fitting into the on ice situation right and for me it was the easiest because av was my coach for five years in, yeah. in new york so that part I had no stress about. So my only stress was kind of like, all right, how are these guys going to like me? Do I be myself right away? Do I kind of let the older guys? And I remember AV and Chuck um, not didn't grab me together, but like different meetings were like, hey, we, we think you're a great player, but we know your personality. Like we, we really want you to be to really buy in right away. And in my head, I'm like, you're paying me a ton of money. I might as well like really invest myself. And literally from day one, the guys probably were annoyed with me because I didn't shut up from day one. But but now it's I feel like I've been here for five years. Yeah, right. It, so it, it seems like when you crazy. talk to people. Yeah. I I've told a lot of people this. Like so when when uh, Scott Hartnell got moved, um, we kind of lost something in the room. And you when you came, it was like I said to even the guys would say, you know, like that's like yeah. you're like heartsy, yeah. like you know, a lot of like you know when to have fun, yeah. you know when to bust balls, but when it's time to go you're also ready to go yeah. and that's huge for a team and, and that's huge in the locker room man it, like you know even you know when you guys when you're coming out before the game and you got you know all the nicknames yeah. you're giving everybody which is, is so great right. um it, it it was huge for the team man yeah. and i think that's why we had a great start and and obviously you guys had a, a great run i wasn't unfortunately there for for all of it but it was a lot of fun and yeah. you know you fit right in man it was like awesome. for me though it's in any workspace, like whether it's you guys, like you, if it's if you're having fun, it's way easier to show up and try hard. That's the truth. Oh, if yeah. you have a connection with your team, like, yeah, it sucks to let the fans down, to let your coaches down, but there's no worse feeling than to like look at someone across in the locker room and you're like, fuck, I didn't give it my all tonight. Like, yeah. that's, that's embarrassing. Yeah. And when everyone's having so much fun, it's just so much easier to just go out there and give it your all every night. And yeah. that's what I try to do. Yeah. yeah. That shows, man, for sure. Yeah. With, uh, like, when you talk about, um, you know, the, the locker room and there's obviously a funny, some other funny characters in there and you're obviously yeah. one of them. Like who, who comes to mind like right away when you talk about the. I mean, Jake, Jake's a huge personality. Uh, yeah. He's awesome. And he then even smart. when I showed up here, like when you play against a team so much, like we're in the Metro when I was in New York, you kind of 
put personalities to people you don't know just on the way they play. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm guilty for that. Like you're like you're like, oh, I hope that guy's a bad guy because I hate him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they and then I show up here, I'm like the only two guys I think I'm gonna have a problem with this year is Konechny and Scott Lyon. Because I hate them on the ice. I'm like, there's no way these two guys can be good guys. Always chir- like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they just They're can't just be good, good chirpers, they man. Can't, <laughs> like they, no one on the team can like them. They just have no friends. I, I know it. Right. <laughs> and I show up, and it's like the two guys I love the most. Mm. Like, it's TK and Sandy. They have their relationship. Oh, my Lyon God. and Raffle. It's, like it's, it's we. The team has a bunch of funny guys. Yeah. It's, I wish that everyone could be mic'd up and really oh. get to see the personalities. But we, we have a good group. The locker room is pretty pretty chill and fun until it really needs to be serious and then you have g who likes to fuck around and stuff but he's also the captain and knows when to be serious so he yeah. kind of sets the tone and and then you have like me and jake that kind of keep it light and yeah work hard but keep it light as well yeah uh, you gotta have those roles yeah, for sure exactly the glue, man <laughs> for sure uh, um get a little more serious uh like you i've read somewhere that you consider yourself a, a 200 foot player and you like said it several times i mean um, you might have answered your question already when when you talked about uh, your injury there. But when did you realize that like you had to play that way? You weren't just a skilled guy, you know, putting up numbers in college. Yeah. Like said. Uh, probably not until I got to the NHL. Okay. Honestly, with AV, okay. um, I was in college on the power play on the half wall. Didn't step on the PK my whole career. Um, I show up to AV and it's you know when the coach puts the lines on the board before the game. Like these are the four lines. This is the ten power play guys. This is the uh, six power play forwards. Yes. And you only see your name on the fourth line, left side. You're like, oh, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not in the power play. I'm not in the PK and I'm playing fourth line center. Like, this is a shot to my ego. I'm usually running the half wall and getting like 10 chances a night. And I remember meeting with AV and I'm like, what, what can I do to get my name on the right side of the board where those guys like to have fun over there? And he's like, you got to play the right way. Like, everyone tells me how good of an offensive guy you are and you have eight points so far like what's going on here where's the offense coming and that's when I kind of bought into to being a good 200 foot player and, and I watched a lot of film uh, I remember watching a bunch of stuff on like Cobra time mean, he's elite sure, but, yeah. oh, wow, but yeah. he's an easy guy to, to watch Rick Nash yeah. Eric Stahl like those guys are all-stars and it's funny because you're watching film and trying to learn but then you're playing against those guys every night I was lucky enough to play with Nasher and Eric Stahl and those are like in my combine to rewind six years earlier I'm in my combine meetings and like, oh, who do you play after? I'm like, oh, Rick Nash and Eric Stahl. And now they're in my dressing room. Like, this is amazing. But, but yeah, I would say my, my second half of my first year is when I really bought into playing the right way. And I owe, I mean, I, I owe a lot of it to AV. It's funny because he's my coach now but, yeah. and will be for a long time. Yeah. But um, I definitely owe a lot to him. And, and then when I come here, it's, I didn't know much about Coots either. I mean, he's, he's younger than player, me, but I still yeah. watch film of him. Like, He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's the the two hundred foot player right now. Him and a couple other guys in the league. But um, yeah, I mean, for everyone that's like trying to be like the right player in the in the in the locker room, it's it's way more fun in the locker room when you're dependent on all the situations. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can get better at it, and the sooner you just feel better about yourself yeah. as a player. Such a me- good message for young, you yeah. know, young up and coming hockey players. It's fun scoring it, all the goals. Yeah, everyone loves to score yeah. goals. I mean, I hate when like reporters are like. Oh, your stats aren't aren't great this year. I'm like, yeah, I want to score 82 goals this year. Like our fourth liners want to score 82 goals this year. It's just it's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you but we've won that. nine in a row. Yeah, yeah, so yeah exactly I, right. Yeah, and um, but yeah, the sooner you realize you can help the team out in many ways besides scoring, and it's tough to 
to be the best player on your team when you're younger, go to a new team and all of a sudden you're not the best player, but yeah. you can bring other things. Yeah. yeah. And Lott's kind of, Scott Lawton had that kind of situation yeah. where yeah. He, he was in the, he was in the NHL, but kind of in between yeah. and yeah. they, he had to go down for, yeah, he came back down for you. You were coaching. There, yeah. yeah. And, you know, swallow the, the pride pill a little bit sucks, and be like this but, what you know this is the only way i'm gonna and stay he, and then you can like swallow and be like oh that coach is an asshole yeah. but like he's not an asshole yeah right there's just guys that do other things yeah mm-hmm. there's nothing sexy about playing you know what i mean having to do the extra grunt work and yeah. you know back checking exactly. you know i mean everyone wants to score the goals yeah. especially when you're younger it's just like it just comes so naturally yeah. for most guys that yeah. again you have to change the way you think and yeah. play because otherwise you're gonna be like you do it and, the better you'll be off yeah no kidding I know you have ties in Boston, New York, and Philly. Do you have any charity work that you do that ties you back to the community? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know my skates, the CG on my skates and yes. stuff. I'm still using the same skates. So I was going to bring that up. This is, this is we'll year, bring that up after. This is year three. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, just a foundation back home, uh, Corey Griffin Foundation. It's uh, They build a house next to the – uh, hospital back home in Boston for kids who can't really uh, celebrate Christmas because they're sick and that's one part of it and then the other part is to provide uh, an easier way for inner city kids to get into sports teams and to get into schools um, and unfortunately Corey passed away but his legacy lives on through this foundation and, and uh, it's a huge foundation back at home and and so I, I raised money for that and then this year when I came to Philly I did uh, Hayes's Heroes uh, for first responders, uh, every night two first responders awesome. get to come to a game and I meet them after and give them a puck or a stick yeah. and, and chat with them for a couple minutes and it seems like it's going good. So. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sure they're loving that. Yeah. It's important yeah. stuff for first responders. Yeah, they don't exactly. get the love that they need. No, not yeah. at all. Those are what they deserve. That's they don't get paid enough and yeah, they don't no, get the, enough thing. recognition for, for what they do. And I have a bunch of friends back home who are cops and it's tough to do it back home because if you do it for one precinct and you know fucking 50 people in other precincts they're like well why aren't you helping us and right <laughs> it's it's i try my best to help everyone so i thought that this was the easiest way so i guess uh uh firehouses and precincts can their families can nominate them to become available for Hayes's heroes and i don't pick the the winners or whatever someone in the media does, someone oh, in the pr does yeah. and and reaches out to them and two two first responders show up to every game and it's, it's awesome. fun. It's, it's fun awesome. to hear their stories. Yeah. And they, they feel they're grateful for it. I started that in New York um, when we went to the 9-11 Museum. I don't know if you guys have been there in New York. No. We had a team building thing where we got a private tour of 9-11 and then a couple of families that got affected by 9-11 uh, talked to us in like a forum. And it was really cool. And literally, I remember walking to our PR guy and I was like, I want to do something. I don't know what to somehow help those families out. And so in New York, it was families affected by 9-11 who lost someone at the first responder, their families would come to the games and I would meet them after. And then when I came to Philly, it just became first responders. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. Um, speaking about your equipment and your skates you've been wearing for three years. Yeah. So he comes in, you know. Well, actually, I sent you a little bit of equipment. Yeah. So I sent him a pair of gloves, right? So we have two sets of gear. Well, the Flyers have two sets of gear when I was there. And uh, you still do, but. So he finally comes in. And he's got these skates, and I had a couple pairs of new skates. Well, I don't think I'll be getting into those. And I'm like, Well, how long have you been? Well, I wore these all last year. And I'm like, You don't wear a pair of skates more in a year, you know. Meanwhile, Jake's changing every two days. Um, but so we have three jerseys as well. So in in all, we had four different helmets for the guys. 
and every day he put, he's like, how many fucking helmets do we have here? Like, I don't. So then I put the orange gloves for the third jerseys, right? And he yeah. he's like, can you take my gloves back and forth every game? I'm like, dude, I didn't even do this for promise. Like, he's like, please, <laughs> man, I'll make sure I put them in the bin. So anyway, we're kind of doing that, but so put the orange gloves out for him. He's like, I can't wear those. I'm like, what? He's like. I'm going to wear these gloves for the next couple of years, man. I'm like, no, 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 no. We wear orange. You have to wear them. They have the orange. Yeah. So I like, I literally put them on the hydrock for like 30 <laughs> minutes. I tape them. And these things, they're like, they look like they've been 10 years old at this point. <laughs> yeah, no and, he, and so, yeah, and he's just like, I don't think I can do yeah. that, man. But anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm on year three of those skates. Year two of the gloves. It's impressive. It's comfort. Yeah, yeah right. It is the gloves, comfort. I'll be willing. You got me to switch the palms out with the gloves. Yeah. That was a big step. Uh, same gloves, just cut out the palms, which literally is a different glove. But yeah, in my head, yeah. mentally, they're the yeah, same right. ones. So uh, it wow. blew my mind because yeah. the only other guy, like G, actually would try to get a full year out, but he uh, eventually would change. But three years, man. Yeah, that's insane. Like, that's yeah. a slippery. I'm like beyond, yeah, I think I'm beyond like the. I'm so comfortable in these skates now that. Like, it'll take forever to get into them. Like, that's how comfortable they are. Yeah. That's how worn down they are. They're disgusting. Like, you change I, the eyelids all the time. Oh, my like, God. It's, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. Take another three years to break yeah. a new pair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Uh, I was reading somewhere that you had uh, your own beer named yeah. after you in Philly here. Yeah. I don't know how that came about. I think, uh, you know, Yards? Yeah, sure. So, Bobby Had goes there a bunch. And uh, I think Goody had his own beer there. Did he? The Radko Goody's beer yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I just scored a penalty, a uh, shorthanded goal. Next game, I, sh- I scored another shorthanded goal. And then we win the next game, and I'm at the the yard, the Yards brew house there. And, and uh, it's an old old city, I think it's Yeah, in. old city, yeah. And um, the guy, Frank, comes up to me, and he's like, hey, like, we're coming out with a new beer, and it's it's like a hazy IPA, which I guess is like an H-A-Z-Y, like yeah, it's right. a type of IPA. He's like, your last name's Hayes. You're playing great. The city loves you. Like, do you mind if we – we do it like with your name on it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't need any money. Don't worry about it. And it actually was like a huge thing. It sold out. Like in a couple of days, they started selling hats and t-shirts. <laughs> so it's called like the big hazy. The big hazy. Yeah. yeah it's, the big it's hazy. pretty yeah. good. They're, yeah, they're heavy, awesome. but I wouldn't drink too many of them, but they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Love yeah. the name. Yeah. And that was the Manscaped moment of the show. Support for Nasty Knuckles is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, I know you've all been there before. Maybe Riles hasn't because he's not always taking care of himself. But when you're trimming your balls and you cut yourself, it's not a great feeling. It stings. There's blood everywhere. Just not a whole lot of fun. That's why Manscaped has designed this electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Hazy, by the look of your face, I'm just hoping that you've taken care of the rest of yourself. This is probably going to be for you. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor 
with quiet stroke technology. Seven thousand. That's a lot, boys. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, Hazy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Knuckles at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Knuckles at manscaped.com. That's 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Knuckles. So the bubble, you've heard some people talk about what, what was it like? Yeah, it was different. Um, it was, it was like a, a high class prison, uh, <laughs> a nice, a nice high class prison. Well said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we had the same schedule every single day and we were fenced in by these like huge black fences. Um, we were lucky of the four bubbles that were in the playoffs. We had the best one by far. Um, we had two pools, tennis courts, basketball court, ping pong, three restaurants. Uh, we got to use the BMO field in Toronto, which was uh, Toronto FC. I think their soccer name is. Yeah. Uh, so that was available for us. So we could just go hang out there and play spike ball, bocce ball, frisbee, or whatever. Uh, these other bubbles didn't even have AC. I heard. Which oh, is really? which Boy. is insane, yeah. Like an Edmonton AC kind of went out. I heard, yeah. And and so it wasn't for me. I don't have any kids, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, I feel bad for the guys that have wives and kids yeah, and stuff. Tough, yeah. it's, it's a long time. Man. Yeah, it's probably took a toll on them more than me. I got to hang out with the guys, so I was pumped. So yeah. Proby said, yeah, exactly. Ivan was on, and he said it was for me. It was like going to hockey camp. Exactly. You know? It was yeah. We got paid to go to hockey camp. Um, it did get old, for sure, but then you get more important games as it's getting older. So it gets more exciting while getting old off the ice. Um, But no, overall, it's a good experience. Uh, Something that we can all say we were part of. Hopefully it never happens again. Yeah. Um, um, But yeah, it was, it was fun. You wake up in the morning, you go to practice, you get to do your COVID testing every day. Can't leave until you get the thing up your nose, get on the bus, go to the beginning. It was crazy. It was a legit kids camp. Like, there was four arenas, but there was how many teams? Twelve teams were yeah. there, I think. So four arenas, yeah, three teams got nominated to each each arena. If you were the third team that day, the ice was complete shit. Oh, Couldn't even God, shoot. Think of that. But like it was, but everyone had to do it eventually. If yeah. you were third on day one, you were first the next day. So everyone kind of was in the same boat. And the weirdest thing probably was uh, the first preseason game when you go out. There's not a single person in the crowd yeah, for, for so warmups. Like. Warm-ups are fun. You get to mess around with your teammates, mess around with you, and, yeah. and uh, you see everyone going crazy in the crowd, and that was non-existent. Like, it was really weird. Like, you could literally hear the other team's conversation yeah. during the three-line drills. Like, <laughs> that was weird. But then but then as it, as it got going, like, our first three games weren't – they were serious, but it wasn't two or die. We were in fourth place going into it. You so could if, only go back. we lost all three games, we were still in fourth place. We won all three games and mm-hmm. went to first place. Mm-hmm. Um, those games weren't – as high intense as the other games but it was a nice little like way to kind of get into it and then once the playoffs started it was it was electric honestly the fans would have made it better obviously like anything if people are watching you it's more fun um but yeah every game got more and more intense and then you get to game seven of the second round and you're one game away from the conference finals but no I, i would say it was overall it was a fun situation a fun fun experience um i had fun 
I became a gamer again. Still am. So yeah, I played Xbox every day. Yeah, uh, unlimited surf and turf. In, exactly. In high yeah. end prison. Yeah, high yeah. end. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a nice high end, really fancy prison. Yeah. yeah right. Did you see Rod Brendamore out there working out on the field? Yeah. Did you go stand beside him, take your shirt <laughs> no, off? Not <laughs> not me. I, know, I was just making sure. Yeah. I yeah. I don't think anyone would. But and again, no, it was weird too. Like we, so the BMO field was in our bubble, but the other bubble was allowed to come hang out at the BMO. So it was weird, like. I don't know, you just played the Montreal Canadiens in game one and there was a couple fights and everyone tensions running high and then the next day you have a day off and they're on the same soccer field as you. Like yeah. obviously we're in a day where nothing's gonna happen, but it's still awkward. Yeah, like, it is yeah, that for sure. Like yeah. they're right there and then we go to dinner in the BMO and they're right next to us. It's just something that would never happen if it wasn't COVID, obviously. But yeah. right. So it was weird kind of seeing them and they weren't in our the Islanders were in our uh, actual hotel the second round, so like I'm in line getting coffee before the game, and there's just three yeah. guys in the Islanders in front of me. Like, it's just like oh, I see you on the ice. And yeah, three right. Hours. It's so different. Yeah, exactly. we'll go at it soon. Yeah, and like TK just runs his mouth. I'm sure the bubble wanted to kill him the whole no, time. No, I'm sure. There. I'm sure <laughs> Patty Maroon wanted them dead one night. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. How's it been leading up to the season this year with uh, like protocols and? Yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, my life didn't change too much. Uh, we have a good group back in Boston. Uh, we had access to a gym and an ice. So we, there's like 15 of us that play in the NHL that live around town. Nice. Um, so my life kind of was the same. Played golf and worked out and skated pretty much every day. Um, and then I came back here a week, a week before camp started to do the quarantine. Everyone seems like they're in pretty good shape. So They miss a beat. No. Beautiful. No. Well, I was going to say, it's, Kind of goes to what you're saying about TK and Lots, but uh, you scored a big goal, overtime goal in Columbus. Yeah. I was unfortunately not there, but yeah. obviously watching. And you turn and you give the bell, yeah. which I love. Yeah. But the funny part of it is, is the boys are coming to celebrate with you. TK's TK, he could care less about yeah. hugging you. He's chirping to whoever <laughs> you beat. You know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. He's just giving yeah. it. To, you just see everyone's like so excited hugging yeah. him, and he's he's just got her going. Oh, I laugh my ass like, off. We'll be, we'll be playing against guys that I played with in New York that are now on different teams. And like, I remember McDonough were in the prelims, like the before the real playoff start, but the mm. who was on the round robin that we yeah. played in. And TK just running his mouth the whole game. And, and McDonough, like not even yelling at TK, skates out to me. He's like, does this kid ever shut up? Like, does he <laughs> see what's wrong with him? Yeah. I'm like, man, you would love him if you got to know <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, right. Because was, I was McDonough. Yeah. Before I met TK. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, want to get this fucking kid. Uh, but it's just funny to, like, now be on this side of it, like him and Lion. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, I can only imagine what guys are <laughs> yeah, thinking, thinking about both of them. Yeah. Even when uh, we played the outdoor game in, in uh, Philly here uh, in 2019, he was Mike. Well, a lot of guys are Mike. Yeah. You know how those games are. And um, someone on the Penguins, I'm not sure who it was because it doesn't really show, but someone on their bench goes, God, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the whole game. Yeah. He's just it's relentless. And, yeah. and I I used to love it. I'd oh, laugh yeah. my ass off because he's just, he just get under people's skin. The better he plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. That interview was brought to you by Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening. For all your hockey needs, visit SettleMeyerSkateSharpening.com and also Body Check Wellness. For all your CBD and functional mushroom products, check out BodyCheckWellness.com. want to thank Kevin Hayes for hopping on 
Nasty Knuckles podcast and, and sharing some of his story with us. Uh, he was awesome. Uh, what an amazing story and wanted to reflect on the fact that he had essentially a career ending injury in college and landed up, landed up rehabbing from it and not only rehabbing from it, um, almost flourishing as a hockey player. And as he describes it, it was uh, the, the best, worst thing that had ever happened to him. Um, you know, what a guy. I mean, Nass, you were in the locker room with him. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Hazy and, and his character and how he's evolved as not just a hockey player, but as a human? He was, I think we, we talked about it a little bit. He was what I felt like the team was missing. Obviously, there's some funny individuals on that team. Um, yep. Great group of guys, but he just, it just seemed to be the glue that brought everything together. Um, it was so much fun, seriously, daily, just him walking in the rink. He's always happy. And he said, thinking back to when he was told he probably will never play hockey again, he enjoys every day being at the rink. And you can tell because he is fun. He makes everybody laugh. He makes everybody feel good. He knows when it's time to, you know, buckle down and play. But it's so much fun to have a guy like that, you know, and you remind me of Scott Hartnell. Hartsy yeah. was always like that. And I kind of c- compared them last year to that. Um, I-, I just loved him. He was just, he was a treat every day. He was, he was, like I said, always happy, always positive. And um, he was just, it was like he, he'd been there. You know, it, it was like he'd been on that team for the last five years. That's how, that's how he, when he got, when he walked into that room that first day, it was like, okay, this guy belongs here, you know, like, yeah. He was fun. He was just a lot of fun to be around. And you, you could see in the interview, he's just such a, such a good person. He's got a big heart. He does a lot of things for people and, and he's a hell of a hockey player. And we were kidding around with him. <clears throat> I don't remember him when he played with the Rangers against us, holding the puck the way he does almost keep away. He does it a lot now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure he did, but if, I feel like now, I don't know, confidence, just becoming a better player. You could probably speak on that. I've, I've never played at a high level obviously but um he he's just a hell of a player man I mean what a what a what a signing for the Flyers yeah no kidding well I I can't really uh compare myself to Kevin Hayes and hang on to the puck in the corner but uh uh, I know what you're talking about it's definitely a confidence thing right I mean as you grow older and you grow into your own and you find more of an established role I think he's a perfect example of a, a 200 foot player that really understands both ends of the game and, and, and is flourishing on, uh, on the offensive side of things, but he's uh, yeah, he's a, uh, he, he's, he's a great overall signing. There's no question. Like you said, he's the glue. He's, he's a character guy. Um, the mood, right? I mean, the, the vibe of a player is, is so important. You know, we, we've all seen guys that come in the rink angry yeah. in the morning. Yeah. It's like, you know, what are we, what, what type of guy are we getting today? Um, to have a guy that you always know what you're going to get when he comes in the locker room, and and you said the glue um, keeps keeps it loose, but uh, but but is there to 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 bring the team together and in clutch moments, he's he's there. Um, but he also talked about um, you know that again that 200 foot game and the fact that he never learned that part of it until he was in the NHL under uh, AV in, in New York there, you know, and he wants more playing time, wants more minutes. Um, and AV was obviously honest with him and saying, guess what? You get, you can't just be an offensive guy. And he wasn't even putting up big numbers at that time. You right. got to play the 200 foot game. You got to be good in, you know, in all areas of the ice. And, uh, and obviously he's 
accepted the challenge and he's improved his game and, and that now that's what he takes pride in so it's it's really awesome to see uh someone evolve like that again from a really bad injury and evolve and putting ego aside and you know you can't just be that go-to offensive guy all the time you know changing your role uh it's impressive you know i think for young young kids you know looking up to nhl players i mean he'd be a good one to to look up to for many reasons uh, fighting through the adversity and you know changing his game and, and being a good coachable player i mean i, I love the guy you know, i know i never played with him but just from you know, meeting him a couple of times and, and his feeling his vibe and, 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 you know, seeing how he plays the game. Yeah. Impressive. He's, he's amazing. Uh, like I said, it, it's one of the things I really miss about, you know, not, not being there anymore <clears throat> was a guy like him. He was just, he made it every day. You're like, Oh, I can't wait till hazy. Well, it sounds cheesy, but you're like, you can't right. wait to see the guy it makes you laugh. He's, you know, it makes you feel good and he does it to everyone, you know? So, you know, every team, you love having guys like that, man. It's, it's uh, it, it just like you said, it helps everything. It's, it's nice. You know, we're, Oh, what's, how's this guy going to come in today? Hazy comes in smiling ear to ear, funny. He's got something to say. Um, I, I loved, I loved getting to work with him for, you know, a little bit of time anyway. And Riles, you know, I was thinking, <clears throat> you don't want to really compare yourself to him. I've seen you do things on the ice when you played dude for a guy to get a pass, and you're coming in as a, the puck ends up in two. That's impressive. I've seen you chop a puck right in half. <laughs> Dick handling. So, is it? Are you sure? Guys are fucked like up on the ice because there's two pucks. No, Riggs. That's Riggs why, was stick handling. And that's why the stick, the stick was always in the air. Never stick on puck. And I was in uh, in kill mode, you know? Yeah. I, I, I know. to do. Uh, uh, handling the puck is not one of those things, but uh, – yeah, it's it's tough to compare uh, me hanging on to the puck uh, in the corner, <laughs> like like old Hazy or or Yogs or anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never just never tried it. I think you could. never tried it. I never gave it the old college try. I think if I would have yeah. a little bit more on playing hockey, I may have been able to handle the puck a little bit more. But there was, you know, there was ten, ten, ten student feds later and and, and yeah. pots, of, pots of coffee. It's hard to it's hard to manage the puck and and be composed. It is. It definitely is. And it, it reminds me a little bit of a um, story. My dad, Sudsy Settlemeyer, was a trainer for a long time with the Flyers. And when Keenan was coaching, he was really hard on the European guys. And Ilka Sinisalo, who was a great player, God rest him, you know, passed away a couple of years ago. Um, Ilka didn't care what Mike was saying. And he just <laughs> would give it back to him. And it, I think Mike liked it. But, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. You know, so – Quick story about him. It just reminded me of you. Uh, he, he's sitting Ilka on the bench and you get a power play and everybody's like, you know, he's putting Ilka out on the power play. It's tie game. I, my, my dad's telling me the story. It's tie game. So Keenan comes over and he's like pushing on Ilka a little bit. You guys, can you score a goal? Ilka, you think you can actually do something pretty hard from here, Mike? <laughs> on the bench right it was hard for you to hold the puck when you're on the bench sometimes yeah, exactly you know? separating the d and the forwards it's, you know it's just tough man the grocery stick oh yeah hey up the score man when you're sitting up the bench, you know there's many people would love to be in that position you worked your ass off to get there and it's uh yeah, it's, no, I... i'm just busting your chops but pretty hard to do it when you're when you're not out there as much as easy that's the truth you know uh and, and 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 thinking back too, it's like I remember times sitting on the bench, you know, hadn't had a shift in 
maybe 25, 30 minutes, you know, sometimes I miss the second period and then we're, you know, we're down like three or four goals in the third or something. And I was like, Oh, Hey, all right. Rouse every shift here. Now it's like, at that point, I'm like, do I really want to go out? My legs are seized. Nast, where's the oxygen tank? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my, seized. My, my mind's totally out of the game at that point because it's, yeah. like, you know, usually in the early parts of the game is when you try and bring the energy and, and the whole bit. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh it was, it was a blessing to ever play one NHL game. I, I'm thankful for it all. And uh, um, yeah, I wish I could have uh, spent a little more time focusing on playing hockey. Maybe it would have extended my career a little bit, but uh, all good. I'm happy with the way things turned out and, and here we are. So it's awesome. Well, that pretty much wraps up episode six of nasty knuckles. Be sure to tune in next week for episode seven. See you later. Knuckleheads. See you, knuckleheads. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 